Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and our time answering your questions, your theology questions. Sam writes in today and he wants to know this. What is the meaning of Romans 8.28? Does God really work all things for good? Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Well, Paul in Romans spends considerable time talking about the nature of sin in Romans 1-3. through He talks about justification by faith alone in chapters 4-5. Additionally, he helps Christians understand their new identity in Christ, growth in grace and glorification in Romans 6-8, the sovereignty of God in chapters 9-11, through and then he ends with practical application meant to help Christians live before the face of God in Romans 12-16. through Well, Romans 8-28-30 is considered the golden chain of salvation, a beautiful description of biblical truth concerning the Lord's activity in the life of the Christian. And after these verses in Romans 8 31 30 Paul beautifully articulates the security of the Christian. Let's talk about God's will for his people. It's crucial to understand the context and the aim of the book of Romans to get a good handle on why it was written. But we're going to spend our brief time here today in this podcast answering the question, what is the meaning of Romans 8.28 and does God really work all things for good? And to answer this question and understand what Paul teaches in Romans 8.28, we must consider the hidden revealed will of the Lord by by looking at Deuteronomy 29.29. See, Deuteronomy 29.29 declares that the Lord has two wills, one hidden and one revealed. Let me be clear, when I'm speaking of the Lord having two wills, I do not mean that the Lord is divided within himself. The Lord has revealed himself as self-existent and unchangeable in a unity of three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, with each person distinct from the other and yet identical in essence. Well, what does this mean? It means that God is neither conflicted nor divided. He exists outside of our time and space as infinite, majestic, holy, and entirely beyond what our finite minds can fully grasp apart from his revealed word. Well, now that I've blown your mind, let's talk about what does this mean by the hidden will of God. And the hidden will of God is known as his decretive will, which includes all the Lord has ordained. You see, the decretive will of God establishes every event in history, including all the thoughts and the hidden intentions of every person in history. And it's essential to understand that while the Lord works out everything according to the counsel of his sovereign will, Ephesians 1.11 says, not everything God ordains in his hidden will is necessarily pleasing to him. For example, God hates evil, but he sovereignly turns what was meant for evil around for the good of his people, Genesis 50.20 says, to achieve a greater good that pleases him, namely the growth of his people in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, let's talk about the revealed will of God. You see, the revealed will of God is known as the prescriptive will of God, which describes what the Lord God finds pleasing. For example, when scripture teaches Christians about the will of the Lord in Ephesians 5.17 and 1 Thessalonians 4.13. Paul has the prescriptive will of God in mind. Well, we need to understand that all of history belongs to God, and all of history testifies to the revealed character of God. Finite creatures cannot know the hidden will of God when they're going through very challenging situations. 
you and I can know, looking back in history, we can only know part of what the Lord's hidden will was, and only know it because God's decretive will will always comes to pass. So whatever happens in history manifests itself in real time and space because God ordained it in his sovereign but hidden will. Christians are not to seek out the hidden will of God. Instead, the people of God are to live by what has been revealed in the 66 books which constitute the inspired and errant, sufficient, clear, and authoritative word of God. But to that end, Christians are to obey the commandments of God by the grace of God to honor, please, and worship the Lord God in every facet and stage of life. You see, by understanding the difference between the hidden will of God and the revealed will of God, we can now answer the question that we began with at the beginning of this podcast. See, history is not moving willy-nilly towards no end. Behind history is a God of the Bible who sovereignly is orchestrating good for his people in painful situations, turning what was meant for evil around uh, for the good of his people and his glory, Genesis 50.20 says. So they will grow to be more like Jesus, Romans 8.28 says. So Christians do not need to worry about the hidden will of God. We cannot know it anyway, which is why we can trust God at his revealed word. Well, how does Romans 8.28 help us to understand more of how we're to live as Christians? Well, first thing, rather than causing anxiety about what will happen or what might not happen in our lives, as is often the case for, let's be honest and real about this, many of us. These truths should conform the people of God into the image of the Lord Jesus. You see, Christians can have real peace because of Christ alone, Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, and can know peace and experience and practice in their daily lives, Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, so they can grow to be like Jesus Christ. See, Christians can know that the God who has revealed himself in his word is also the same one who is unchanging and therefore can rejoice in him because Christ alone is sufficient. Christ, the Lord of peace, who alone is entirely righteous, the rock of refuge and a very present help in time of need for the people of God also summons God's people to the throne of grace to find help in their time of need from their high priest, Jesus Christ. That's that's great news. You see, in matters of decisions, for example, if presented with the option of moving to a new city or in looking for a new house, Christians are free to choose without worry and fear if they're displeasing the Lord. Rather than restricting the freedoms of the people of God, these truths help Christians to know and enjoy the Lord who promises them rest, Matthew 11, 28-30 says. In particular, these truths help Christians understand the hidden will of God is not like a parent withholding something from their child for their good for a time. Instead, these truths help the people of God understand we would not be able to understand Understand those things the Lord has chosen to keep hidden from his people. You see, the Lord's hidden will is not meant to be punitive towards his finite creatures, but it testifies to his infinite goodness, his mercy, his grace to his people in purposely revealing his character in his word to his creation. See, the hidden will of God should cause the people of God not to question or doubt God, but to have a deeper love, a deeper confidence, and a deeper faith in the revealed and faithful character of God in in the Word of God. Such a growing confidence in the revealed character of God can only lead to a greater genuine desire among his people to obey the Word of God, not to be hearers only, but also to be doers by the grace of God. Well, I trust that this has been helpful
helpful to you, Sam, as we've talked about this question today. Thank you so much for sending it in. And if you've enjoyed this episode, listeners, please, I encourage you to let our let your friends and your family and those in your local church know about us. Um, we're aiming to answer and provide trustworthy answers to your questions here on this podcast. So until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.